Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined here this evening by the one and only John Heenahan, better known as Giggles. Giggles, welcome along. Thanks, Liam. Giggles. How are you keeping there? Good, Giggles. Great. Giggles is coming to us from... You're sitting in Clamell, Giggles, are you? I'm in Clamell today, yeah. Working from home. Working, so working from home, working hard. Speaking the podcast in here in a, in a half an hour slot, I have free. Oh, yeah, it's your lunch break, Giggles. You're entitled to your lunch break. Lunch break, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Early lunch. Sad county, obviously. We'll, we'll get to that. Poor old Tiberi, bit the bullet. They're gone. Very, very sad. Um, but Giggles, Giggles has a smile on his face. We've got Shawnee coming to us live here from Bentley East. He's just finishing off a, a, a boost bar known in Ireland as a Moro and a cup of tea. He was very good though. He put himself on mute while he was chomping away, not like last week. Thanks, Shawnee. No problem, lads. Always welcome. Who, who's always watching? I'm going to give. I'm going to give. I'm going to give in a dig into a cork man here now. John. 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 What's his name? John Mulhall will love this one. I, I, I do listen to the Anthony Daly podcast and Monkey Man Mark Landers is on it and the ignorance out of the man. He did about four of these big hawks with his nose and forgot to put himself on mute and they sent out the podcast with it. I don't know if you listened to it, Johnny. Jesus, it was disgusting, wasn't it? Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was big, oh, he's, a man, he's, a he's, he's, he's a pig. He's a pig. He's a pig man. John Mulhall said it. He's a pig ignorant man. And he proved yeah. it on, on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I could listen to him talk, Landers. Like he loves himself so much; it's outrageous. Yeah, he's, and he'd be half laughing then when he's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be going like that, he'd drink oh, up no. the wall. I know a fellow who laughs at himself to hold him laughing his own jokes. The worst. Oh, I don't know laughing at your own jokes. It's giggles. <laughs> <laughs> giggles. <laughs> giggles is a shocker for it. <laughs> Okay, coming up on, on today's show, what we're going to do is have a look ahead to obviously two all Ireland Hurling semi-finals. It's, it's hard to believe really we're at that stage of the year. It's kind of gone by in, 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 a, in a whirl. And um, we've got Corkley Kenny up first. We're going to look at that one. We've got a Giggles Corner. And then we've got Limerick and Waterford. Um, two great semi-finals. Joseph and Shawnee obviously buzzing for the first one that we're going to talk about. But um, yeah, I think they're going to be two enthralling games, but two very, very different games with two, with Two very different sets of teams are bringing something very different to the to the championship this year. But let's first up, let's have a look at Cork and Kilkenny. It's always, you know, great to you know to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like. And but you know, we never changed one bit from the day we started. I say our first game with with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and there's, there's nothing like coming back there. Like. One the fancy oh, open top bus line, I think we had Dublin's, Richard Dublin's lorry, and really, yeah. oh, up on the back of the lorry and off down. It's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. All right, Cork and Kilkenny coming back up this Sunday. It's on at 3.30 Irish time. Just after midnight Australian time, Seth and Shawnee are out of lockdown in Melbourne, but are still not allowed to go to each other's houses um, for visits. You can go to the pub, so we could go to the pub to watch it, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to probably watch it at home, Shawnee. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I, I hate watching matches in pubs. I prefer to sit down in the house and watch it. Yeah, yeah. So Definitely. We're not, yeah. we're, we're not going to do that. So probably better off on it. I don't really fancy watching a match with Shawnee, to be honest with you. Um <laughs> Especially now with Kilkenny Cork. And look, the last Kilkenny Cork match was two years ago. I was actually in France watching it just uh, after we got married. Because I think you might have been back in Ireland just for you were getting ready for your I wedding. Was in, I was I was in Killarney, yeah, about to go to Mayo and Kerry down in in Killarney, and Cork were red hot favourites. And if you would ask anyone at half time who was going to win this game, they would have said Cork. Um, Cork had come off the back of twenty eighteen and a bit of a collapse in the semi final against Limerick. And Kilkenny wiped the floor in the second half. No one could believe it. Um, but that's that's Kilkenny for you. I think it's kind of a similar approach this week. I kind of feel Cork are coming in as favourites. Kilkenny are coming in under the radar. Um, I don't think I Cork don't understand that. I don't think yeah, Cork uh, fair. Like, I, I genuinely think it's a 50-50 match. Absolutely. With, with two yeah. average teams. Like... 
there's I think for me there's no doubt that Waterford and Limerick are the two uh, like teams that are ahead of everyone else. I'd have Limerick ahead a bit of Waterford. We'll get to that obviously later. And I think Cork and Kilkenny, you know, you can say oh, Kilkenny have only beaten Wexford, they've only beaten Dublin. That's who they've beaten. They've beaten them fairly convincingly in the end of both games. But I don't think Kilkenny are any great shakes, and I think it's going to come down to the margins on on this one where where the weaknesses are in both teams. That can be exposed, and for me, I actually think it's the Cork half backline is the one that for Kenny might get some change. Um, like we know, Cork half backline probably performed well against Dublin. We saw two Manny run up the field, thinking he was Kyle Hayes scoring a goal, but like you know, we're not going to see him score one two. I don't think against Kenny, um, and I think that's where Kenny will get at Cork. But I, I do think whoever comes through that match is not going to win an Ireland final. Yeah, I was, I was. I actually have the same same um, opinion, Liam. I was looking through the lines and like Kikini's best line is their full back line. Cork's probably best line going on form is their full back line. Um, I'm a bit concerned about um, the lack of physicality that Mark Coleman has centre yeah. back, even though he has been have uh, had a good year. But the lack of physicality he has. Um, the fact that the two wing backs probably attack more than anything, even though the Father Neil's guy, um, he did well last week. Um, Melerick. 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 Yeah. Nile O'Leary, is it? Yeah. No, Melerick. Nile O'Leary is actually a dose for the game. So he's, oh, is he's, he? He'd be a big loss. Yeah. He'd be a huge loss if he is, and they'll probably bring in Sean O'Leary Hayes from Middleton, probably. And he's he's had no game time, really, no, apart from the few minutes maybe. last week. Spillane got, got back in. He was a good yeah. game back for Cork perspective. But I do think, yeah, I'd look. <laughs> It depends on who, who starts for Kilkenny in that half-hour line. But the one thing you know that Kilkenny are going to bring is is that that physicality. And they are going to bring that, um, I, I don't want to um, be a negative thing, but that doggedness in terms of the way they play and they just won't let them, you know, the cockbacks come out with ease. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, as you said, Tim O'Man, he's never going to get that run up the field. Um, midfield... Midfield, you could think we could, you could say we have a little bit of an edge, but then again, like you still got Adrian Muller in midfield, like, and he's a scoring midfielder, so him going forward is going to be cause all sorts of problems. Um, I'm I'm of the same uh, view, Liam. I think it is a 50-50 game. Cork haven't beaten them since 2014. Uh, should have beaten them in 2019, didn't. 2013, I think, sorry. Was it? Um, yeah. Cork or uh, scored three ten the last day against. Um, Kilkenny, and still lost the match. Six of lads are actually starting um, on Sunday. Well, should be starting on Sunday. Um, and I think uh, it's, it's actually a similar number on the on the Kilkenny team, depending on Buckley, if he's going to start or not as well. So, yeah, I, look, it's 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 so hard to call. The one thing is is, is really push it in my direction is uh, and, and in terms of, uh, I guess, bringing it more 50-50 is that lack of lack of um, a race that Cork won't have like they're coming into it pretty tired now as well so and I'm not making excuses I still think it's a 50-50 game but uh, that could go one way or the other you don't know it could be momentum too so I, I don't know I'm I'm totally torn on what way this result, this result is going to go I'll come back to you for prediction Giggles your thoughts yeah <clears throat> I think I think the Kilgemi half back line is their worst line of, of the fields Corker and Walsh and Brown if, if that's what it starts as It'll probably be James. Um, it'll be James Marr. I think will be there after his performance. Or James Marr. Actually, Carey could be back in yeah. as well. Which, which does change it, I think. Has has to be Maher. Yeah. But Maher, Maher is very stacked. Yeah. Like I think James Harney is coming into a good bit of form. That's a positive from a Cork perspective. Robbie O'Flynn seems to have found his groove in terms of the the game plan. He's running at teams, and he he's breaking the line and allowing other people to run through. I think. Darrell Fitzgibbon hasn't hit the heights yet, whether no. that's a farm thing or an injury, him coming back from injury, he didn't play much last year. But Luke Mead has been a savage find in him at, at midfield. He just gets on a lot of ball and there's a simple thing. He knows he's not a scorer. He looks to feed yeah. all, all the forwards inside. Jack O'Connor has been a revelation for him. So this would be a very interesting. Jack O'Connor has played against a very fast cornerback in terms of Taylor from Clare, who would have suited him, you know, small. He would have marked one of the Cornerbacks from Dublin, not great. I would imagine it'd be hard. I think it'd be Tommy, Tommy Welch. Welch on him for I, pace. Yeah, they'd probably put Tommy, Welch, put on Tommy Welch on him. I think if they put Tommy Welch on him, I think O'Connor will 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 destroy Tommy Welch. To be honest, oh, I know Tommy oh, Welch no. had a good year. 
I don't like the pace he has is frightening. I think he's probably the fastest player between himself and Desi Hutchinson for the fastest player in, in the foot forward line at the moment. Kingston is not doing much. He's getting his goal here and there following in the breaks. But <clears throat> so th- that's the Cork team question marks. And you have no one's mentioned Pat, Pat Horgan. No, but but that's because he's he's, he's not as big as him, as important as he was two or three years. That's what not. I'm saying. So if you look, it's interesting yeah. that he's yeah. not like I for me the same. I think Jack O'Connor is the X factor you're worried about in that inside line on Sunday. You're not as Pat Horgan if he gets a chance and he flicks those wrists. You know, it's either a point or a goal. A but but he's not going to be carving them open like he he was the last time. I don't think he's just that worried. Oh, I could bite my tongue now on Sunday when he, he scores 2-4 for play. But I, he hasn't shown that form at all, which I actually think is kind of a good thing for Cork that they're not dependent on him to keep him yeah. in the game. He's right. not their only it, it, out anymore. And seeing yeah. Jack O'Connor come through is a real green shoots, I think, for it, Cork in that regard. It'll be an interesting battle between <clears throat> Horgan, if he's at full forward, and Hugh Lawler, actually, because... Hugh Lawler has marked full forwards who haven't been that confident, who aren't that strong on the ball, and has kind of bossed them around the place. The difference with Mark and Patrick Horgan is if there's a, a millisecond he has it in his hand and his, his, his wrists are flicked and the ball has gone over the bar, and I don't think Lawler has marked him before, and maybe in league matches, that will be an interesting battle. So he's actually the full forward line for Cork versus the for yeah. back line for, for Kikini nearly. That's very intriguing. As yeah. we're calling it out here, it's going to be very intriguing. And on the flip side then, Owen Cody has been doing wreck. He's been the Jack O'Connor for yeah. Kilkenny. Yeah. Different um, player, but yes. He's having a fantastic year. Yeah. Different player. And he's got TJ beside him and maybe Billy Ryan inside there, right? Yeah. So that's a fairly pacey. Now, I think Cork have finally, finally solved their fullback. If they had changed their fullback after the weekend, that's just been gone. They won't. Kingston should be given the they, they, they won't. They won't. But, but there's talks about it. If, 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 if what's his name, Cadigan comes back from injury. I think it's all right off. Uh, no, I don't think they will. But Down Downey has a bit of aggression. He has pace. He's got good first touch. He's a smart player. So he seems to be a very good fullback. Well, as you said, whether Coleman is big enough at six or whether he just plays as a sweeper and Luke Mead falls back <clears throat> and spins the defensive duties, which seems to be happening. I I I I I, I think it's a very fifty-fifty game. I I just think Kenny's guile and experience. Um, and experiencing Crow Park and winning in Crow Park and all those factors, I think they they'll come to. But I I think Kilkenny are going to win it. Yeah, I think the talk around you know I think is fucking laughable is the talk around Crow Park and the wide open spaces of Crow Park on a suit Cork. And I mean like. I mean, who's more who's more adaptive to Crow Park than Kilkenny? You know, they know exactly how to play there. They know more than any of those Cork players. They've played there way more times. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I I fear for that physicality that Kilkenny are going to bring that I don't think. Well, I know they haven't they haven't met that physicality yet this year, and I don't I don't think they're mature enough as a team yet to stand up to that. And I think Kilkenny will have a little bit more for them, and and that that lack of break, I guess, between the last the last three weeks, I think is gonna go against Cork as well. I'm I'm airing on the side of, of Kilkenny um to win it, but like m- my prediction and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go bananas at this now. My prediction is actually a draw in seventy minutes. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's and, unrealistic. Yeah, I think and, and that extra time Cork will I won't probably have the legs or have the energy levels to get over Kilkenny. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm going for a Kilkenny win but, but just by the Bears, I think it's a one or two point win. And I think it's those factors too. I think, I actually think Kenny do have a couple of options. We've seen with, with Walter coming in in particular, he's had impacts in those games. Got to he's mention him, yeah. And now, I, like Cody didn't start him the last thing he thought he would have. So whether he'd hold him again and then bring it's hard to know. You, you feel sorry for Walter not starting him, but he's had a massive impact <laughs> off the bench that you, you do need to have some up your sleeve to come on and make an impact. Buckley, the same, has probably done reasonably well and he's come in. Um, so there you're probably. You're probably your two lads are going to come on. James Bergen has come on in bit parts. We haven't seen Richie Hogan really at all. I don't think he'll really feature either. I think he's kind of, I think he's probably gone now realistically unless he springs a, a surprise on the weekend as a, as a late sub. But yeah, I think the firepower of Owen Cody up front, the damage he's been doing and TJ no matter what. And people will say about TJ and he hasn't had the same impact from play but he's actually still won a lot of frees that he's converted himself. 
like that he's been brought down or fouled as a tactical foul, like that fouls that he's earned. So I think Tej is still having massive impacts on games. He's just not racking up the one four one five from play. So and he'll have down. He'll have his hands full if there's if they're going long on top of on top of Tj at the start, which I think they will. You'll see Kilkenny the first ten minutes go hard for goals. Um, but I think yeah, I think it's going. To, I think it's going to go right to the wire like we've seen nearly all the games so far this year. It's, there's no one can pull up straps if you're 10, 12 points up in a hurling match at the moment. The game isn't gone. You know, it's, yeah. it's just not, which is brilliant to watch because there's a twist and a turn in every game we've watched so far this year. So I think we're in for and a that, cracker. I think we're in for a cracker. And that, yeah, and those, those benches as well, what they spring from the bench, like, you know, Connolly and, and uh, Barrett from, from the Cork side and, yeah. and, maybe, and, and maybe Walter, you know, if he doesn't start, comes from the bench. Like, who... Like who picks up Walter when he comes on? Like I mean, he he could do wrecking there. Like Donny and Tim O'Mahony are probably two people that he could that could match up against him maybe. But he's he'll be really hard to stop as a fresh freshman coming in. Yeah, but you, be you, could argue, you could you could argue as well, Shane, that they might do a surprise and start Walter Walter, yeah. big man on on um, Mark Coleman, Coleman. Yeah. and he's way bigger than Luke Mead as well. And yeah. but but I don't think Walter has. 70 minutes in him by the looks of it hence the reason why they're bringing him on so they might look to bring him on with 20 minutes to go on small Mark Coleman and pump a high ball down in yeah. I think it'll be a high ball strategy from Kilkenny in this game uh, Cork will play through the lines and yeah. very contrasting sides but I think that word you used earlier Shani maturity Yeah. I just I just still don't see it with this Cork team around like everybody's predicting a Limerick Cork final who I've been talking to Limerick Cork that's what they're saying like Jesus, Claire should have beaten them, and I think I don't think the tiredness factor will be a big issue because I think most of the Cork team pulled up in the last twenty minutes against Dublin, and they didn't really have to exert themselves that massively, to be honest. Um, and they'll be in good shape. Um, but I, I, I think, think I think there was a level of maturity though in, in terms of, and I, look, I'm not I'm not contradicting myself because I still think there is that level. But I think they are they are coming along. I mm. mean, like get that result against Dublin. No, normally they make more harder work than that than they should like and Dublin did draw them back but then they responded with with a couple of points to just pull away again they just had that you know that bit of guile in them that they probably previous teams definitely didn't have Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think Cork are definitely on an upward trajectory <coughs> from the last few years you can definitely see uh, there's a bit more robustness to them uh, are they our contenders look they're into the last four like you know you just mm. don't know at this stage but we all know where Limerick are at really and, and obviously and Watford to a lesser extent so I think this you know, in Ireland fine, you don't know what's going to happen, but on form for Sunday, yeah. I think genuinely 50-50, with Kilkenny just about to shade it in normal time. Extra time, definitely possible, Shawnee, but Kilkenny, what's your prediction in terms of a score difference, if you were to call it? I'm going to go with a four-point Kilkenny win. Four-point Kilkenny win, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, look, look, really looking forward to can't wait. And it's on, like, half-twelve, the half-ten games obviously have been great for us here on a Saturday night in Australia. Know, yeah. we, we've loved them. Shawnee did hard yards. He stayed up half-ten till midnight and watched... <laughs> Oh, um, last week. Waterford and Chief. And then had a, what, three hours in the, on the couch and then got up three hours, yeah. Cork Dublin. No, I went to bed. I went to bed, set the alarm, back up again at three o'clock for Cork Dublin. Fell asleep at half time. After <laughs> Cork Dublin. I woke up again and went to ruin you back. Then went to bed for another hour, got up then, had the porridge and I met him for a cycle at half seven. He was a wreck, a wreck, a wreck of a man at half seven. You should have seen the uh, cut of him. Uh, but look, what's great about this, no matter what those is, Kenny Cork, Rivalry, like I, going to those Kilkenny Cork matches are just brilliant. Like you know, the, there's twenty thousand for for Sunday, which will be great. Cork supporters, like I actually I hate Tipperary more, but I hate the Cork supporters nearly more than the Tipperary supporters. You know, <laughs> as a bunch of people when they get going, when they think they think they're unstoppable, they think they're great. I'll never forget two thousand and four Kilkenny going for three in a row. And it was very clear into the second half that it wasn't going to happen and Cork were going to win. And there was this little young lad behind me around eight <laughs> roaring for Ben O'Connor. I swear to God, he was nature. Come on, Ben! Come on, Ben! Ben, like Ben O'Connor, just the whole time was like just in my ear. I was like, these fucking Cork fans. <laughs> and the cheering wides and everything, like they're just kind of a scummy, there's sure. a kind of a scummy element there to you them. Go on. There you go now, an insight into Liam Linehan, an eight-year-old, like oh, yeah. hatred for an eight-year-old. <laughs> My God. But there, there is, go. there, there, is have it, there is kind of a scummy element to them, not the eight-year-old, but you know, the cheering of the wides and that kind of stuff, kind of a rough side to them. You wouldn't see that from the Kenny fans. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Just stop, with you? So, hey, Paddy Power, Paddy Power, Paddy Power, eight, eight to 15, Limerick to win the other, and the other three are both 11 to two, which is nearly six to one. 
Do you know what? So, if, if I if I was a betting man, no. But right? you are, Shawnee. But you are. And and, uh, <laughs> and I was backing on on Sunday the Carton Kilkenny game. I'd be looking at what is what is the handicap for Kilkenny or for uh, Carton. Sorry, point, to be a pint eater. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what the hit is, but I, all I'm looking at is should I hedge my bet with Liam Lennon because if Kilkenny get to another and final, it's a fifty fifty game. And anything could happen. And so I might throw <laughs> 50 euros at 11 to 2 for Kikini to win the other outright. Giggles, I'm happy for you to send that money on via Revolut or into my Irish account. I don't I'm, I'm easy, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I might just double down and go for Waterford and look for all the joy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> all right, well, well, coming up next, uh, we've got Giggles Corner and then we're going to be going into Giggles's. Got great news and he's got three tickets for uh, for Saturday. He's been searching far and wide. We'll have to get an insight into where he's got those tickets. But first up, we got Giggles Corner. A phenomenal man that has contributed so much to Waffle Hurling over the last 20 years. And if every fella gave what he gave, who knows what we would have won. That's a huge one. All the way in. But once again, Ken McGrath standing strong, indestructible at number six. A retrast in the parker, a then a flick either on Lido just talking alive because they cast and drawn cool because they done. Been Ken McGrath himself. We've been unlucky not to be in all Ireland, but I think that defines any of our generation. We've been involved in some of the best games of all time. We lifted a whole generation of hurling people in Waterford. We have them in all Ireland, but I'll be honest, the team will be remembered. We're watching one of the great artists of our time in hurling. Whipping over the bar. Um, power rankings gig is just some feedback on that. I got a message in from Kevin Bates in San Francisco saying, Looking forward to the pod this week, Liam. The power rankings do a mighty shake up. That's what he said. Now, I don't know if you're doing power rankings today, but surely we have to touch on I'll, I'll, I'll finish them off, yeah. Well, before I say that, I cast a draw on cool, I was saying dull. That was Jack Pendergast all last week. Just ran, ran, ran. Um, and hopefully he's doing the same this weekend, this more, man. But um, power rankings. I think I got him pretty spot on last week. Um, it was Limerick 1, Waterford 2, um, Kilkenny 3, Tip are wearing 4, they're going to fall down to 5th, Cork are going to jump from 5th up to 4th, Clare will stay at 6th, Wexford, he was Dublin 7, Wexford 8, uh, who am I missing in there? Leash for 10, you know, there's no major change there. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there is a major change there, Kevin, as well, but uh, I, I think Tipperary if you look at it, have probably massively flattered to deceive this year. We'll talk about them in the, in the next in the next thing, but like... We'll talk about them in the next thing. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Because, yeah, the clear game and then the watch for two goals that went in, like that just totally yeah. kept him in it. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do... So So the power rankings that matter at the moment are... Limerick won Waterford 2, Kilkenny 3 and Cork 4. And there's only a, there's only a puck of a ball between Waterford, Kilkenny and Cork there. Tip fall to 5, clear stay in 6. Yeah. Dublin 7, Wexford 8. Am I missing anyone there? I'm not. Yeah, I feel like I am. But anyway, the top four are all, is all that matters anymore. And what I've done today, just just for the crack, is I've picked my all-star team in the championship so far. Oh, I know there we go. All-star, all-star teams get very, what's the word? Um, Controversial. Shifted, shifted towards All-Ireland winning teams and semi-final winning teams. You know, you usually have seven or eight from the All-Ireland final winners. It's a more of a balanced team here that I have now because, you know, Kilkenny and Limerick have only played two games to an extent. Watford and Cork and Limerick and Clare and Tip have played a lot more. So I'm going to go through it, get your feedback, um, and I'll give you a summary of the breakdown of the counties at the end as well, right? So in goals, I've gone for Patrick Collins. Um, from a shot-stopping perspective, I think Nicky Quaid, from a, from, a, from a puck out perspective, is the best in the business, but I think... Corker out of the championship if it wasn't for Patrick Collins against Clare and, he, and he's had a really solid season. Would I be right and say this is his debut season? He, he was national yeah. in there last year? Yeah, yeah. his debut season. He's had a great start, right? Um, feel free to jump in if you want, if you're, if, you're, if you're very against something now here. Full back line, I've gone for number uh, four, Paddy Deegan, number three, Hugh Lawler, and number two, Sean Finn. Um, I think Niall O'Leary and Sean O'Donoghue were worth a mention. I had Sean O'Donoghue in at one stage, and I think Kyle Barrett, despite your hatred for the man Liam, is very unlucky not to be in there as well. But I think he got, cleaned. Deegan, he got cleaned. He got cleaned there the weekend. He got cleaned, but that's Desi Hutchinson. Doesn't matter. He got cleaned. 
Sean's saying Hugh Lawler and Paddy Deegan. You can't be giving out about that one. No, I'm not right? giving out about it. I'm not giving <laughs> out about it. I'm just saying Kyle Barrett, no, he should be no near it. Well, yeah. the, next one is, the next one is probably the hardest one to pick, right? At number five, I went for Tim O'Mahony ahead of Caleb Lyons. At number six, there's been no really... I think Declan Hannon has been the best centre-back there at the moment. I've tried to pick people in their positions as well on this one, right? I like that. There's I like that. Yeah. Out to me. Yeah, I like that. Declan Hannon six, and absolutely no question at number seven, five A's. So you've got Tim O'Mahony, who's really starting to make inroads in that Cork team. I think Callum Lyons has been quieter than he was last year. And I think that's why I gave the nod to Tim O'Mahony. Declan Hannon has been very solid for Limerick and, and really pulled him out of some holes. Tim O'Mahony, I, I wouldn't have Tim O'Mahony on. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'd I, have like if, Tim didn't have score that, if Tim O'Mahony didn't score that goal last weekend, I'd say he wouldn't be anywhere near it. He was very good against Clare now as well in fairness to him. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, I, I think I'm surprised by Tim O'Mahony there. I'm... He's just keeping you happy, Sean. He's just trying to put yeah. you up for what's coming next. The next eight players of Warford. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Right. laughs> no. Midfield, midfield. Uh, despite the fact he's only played two games, Jamie Barron is an absolute shoe in there. He's yeah, been mm, brilliant yeah, for yeah. everything that's done about yeah. Warford. And the other midfielder, I went for Luke Mead. Uh, I think he's been one of Cork's best players. Um, it was between him, yeah. Adrian Mullen. I think Adrian Mullen just did, wasn't great against Wexford. He was very good against Damn. Dublin. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I was actually I had Tony Kelly in there, and I kind of started to stay true to my word. I'd bring Tony Kelly back into the forwards. So I think Luke Mead and Jamie Barron are the midfield pairing so far. Half forward line, I've gone with Stephen Bennett, Ian Lynch, and Tony Kelly. Um, I think Stephen Bennett has been like, especially that last ten minutes against Galway, he was a bit quieter against He's Tip. Very quiet against like, Tip. Very quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very quiet. quiet. Still got two points in play when they needed him. He wasn't, mm. yeah, he wasn't. His, I, I, I said it to you, I think, in the message, we probably need more out of Stephen Bennett in, the, in this game. Keen Lynch has been brilliant. And Tony Kelly's a shoe-in for an all-star. He's, he was unbelievable. Yeah. Keen Lynch is, is like hurler of the year at the moment. Yeah. I would say. I actually haven't even thought about her year, but I, I would yeah. say Kyle Hayes or himself. Yeah, one Kyle Hayes. Other. I would have Kyle Hayes myself. I'd have Keen Lynch. Would you say Full forward line. Full forward line then, I went for 13, my own county people kill me for this, but I went for Owen Cody, um, I think Desi was amazing at the weekend, but that was his, like, against Galway he did all the runs, he was being marked by three players, he probably didn't get the scores he deserved, but he was brilliant, but I went for Owen Cody, because I think he's won both games in the forwards for Kilkenny, at full forward I went for Austin, I think he's back into his groove, um, he was brilliant, he probably should have had another 2-3, two, 2-2 two, two at the weekend. If he hits form, we, we need him to get everything against against Limerick. And in number 15, I went for Jack O'Connor from Cork. What about yeah. TJ, Mrs. O? Yeah, TJ. So, who who's unlucky? I think Jason Ford is very unlucky. I think Donald Burke from Dublin, you know, on form so far. Harnady's getting into his rhythm and TJ's getting into his rhythm. Desi Hutchinson's unlucky. Sean O'Donoghue, uh, probably, and... and Maybe your man, Nyla Leary. But um, it's three Waterford, four Cork, four Limerick, three Kilkenny, and one from Clare. It's a so, pretty balanced team, Gingis, to be fair. It's not like it. Normally, you know, you'd have a fairly controversial one. I can't believe you didn't pick Desi. Like, you know, I think you've picked, made the right call, but brave call. I, I, I know. I sat, I sat down and thought about it. Um, I think picking players in their positions, it was all Cody versus Desi. And I think on the balance of it, hopefully, Desi jumps into contention now at the weekend and, 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 and blows Limerick out of it. Um, he's he's very like he's probably the um, one himself and Jason Ford maybe are probably the two unluckiest not to get in there. Sorry, what are your thoughts? Maybe and Caleb Lyons. Yeah, no, it's very hard to to go against a lot of that. Um, yeah, TG is hard to be done by, but look, I mean, yeah, hasn't been as we said before in the Cork Kenny, you know, preview. He hasn't been lightening up either. You know, yeah. but he's still chipping in with massive scores. So hard to keep Austin. Out. In fairness to Austin Gleeson, and I'm, I'm a big critic of his. Um, he he has been spectacular for for Waterford the last two, at least the last two games. And yeah, he got a handy penalty right at the weekend, but he he's been brilliant. Need a bit send us in your thoughts at Gadeji on Twitter and Instagram and Gadeji at gmail.com. Keen to hear thoughts on Giggles' All Star team today. But coming up next, we've got a preview of Waterford and Limerick. Do you ever feel like a misfit? Everything inside you is dark and twisted. Oh, but 
that about? No, there was there was no tangle, right? It was an off-the-ball incident, right? And I made my feeling like, we played him now twice. He didn't stay down for no reason, like, and that cost us a score, right? Now, I've seen other people come onto the field and make points and be just as animated. Yes, there's one fella, I, I'll get sent all the time. And uh, I don't think it's personally fair myself. And if you look at the whole thing, I can promise you, you'll see more people giving out. But that official wanted to make a name for himself and fair play to him. He probably did. Nine doesn't really look like it. The only point. Poor old Davey. Um, war for Limerick. It's it's funny, like we've come full circle obviously on what we've had in the Ireland final last year and going ahead looking into this game for this weekend. I, I think it's going to be the same outcome as in a Limerick win, but I feel very different about it. Like I think leaving Crow Park last Sunday or 12 months ago after watching that match with you, Sean Ian Giggles, I felt like, oh God, Limerick are so far ahead. And I still think they are ahead, but I do think Waterford have closed the gap. But the factors going against Waterford I think some of the stuff Sean has touched on is it's the week after week after week after week it's their fourth week in a row Giggles am I right in saying that fourth week in a row it's a six day turnaround which is actually a massive thing compared to the Cork lads who are getting an extra day's recovery Um, it is on obviously later in the afternoon but I think having to have two massive games and particularly like the, the Tipperary game was a huge game like it was an absolute massive emotional game. They had to go to the well again, and they did at the end and got that score. I think. Can Huge. you go to the well again to bring yourself up to another ten percent better than what you are to, to, to beat Limerick? Because that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to improve again, which is a massive ask, a massive undertaking. I, I just don't know have they got that in reserve. Yeah, I, I'd say. Just right out the teams here, Dunhu and then Peter Casey, isn't it? Yeah, and then they've got the bench coming in. I think um I think Limerick aren't at the level they were at last year. Whether they proved that to be different and maybe the halftime was a turning point from Tipperary in the Tipperary game that they now go on a launch. I, I don't know. I, I I do think there's an all island hangover in this team. I think it, we're looking at Garrod Hegarty. I think about it looking at Dan Morrissey, Aaron Gillan. You know, they, those three are the three key cogs in that, like, other than Keane Lynch. They're, but they're the three scoring cogs. Graham Mulcahy. He's, Graham Mulcahy's he's gone. Past he's gone, he, I he, think, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, he's but he gone. was there last year. Like, and he, he was, was, yeah. You know. Peter Casey now is having a good year. Big Seamus, yeah. what's his name, at the, at the edge of the square. Flanagan. Flanagan. Yeah. Their midfield isn't great. Um, Darrell Donovan and the other strong fella is actually playing well. Will, Will O'Donoghue is playing well. I, I just think a couple of things... Um, Conor Gleeson will come back in for Waterford, I've no doubt, and he'll pick up Galan Manmark and he'll pester the living shit out of him. I think it was it was terrible that he got done for what he got done for, but he did. Uh, that goes on the whole time in games, and little flicks and, and taps here and there to miss a game, but that was tough, but that's the rules. Um, I think Waterford will have to, I said this before the All-Ireland last year, but I think they've got a better runway into this game for all their big players to play well. Like Stephen Bennett will come back in and play a big game. I think Austin's on good track, Daisy Hutchinson. But one of the things Waterford do is they play the ball short. And where they got caught the last two games, I think, is they started to go long from the puckouts. And if they go long from the puckouts on top of Hayes, Declan Hannon and Dermot Burns, we're we're in trouble. Like, And they did that last year. They did that in the final last year and got cleaned. They did. Because it worked against Kilkenny and, and yeah. Jack Fagan was lauded as the best man in the sky and he couldn't catch anything over the, the three lads. Um, they have a different approach this year. Uh, Curran from Dungarvan is a guy's acting gear and they're bringing him out as a third midfielder and Austin is coming out and staying in whenever he wants so it's either one or two inside with Hutchinson inside. Um, the Limerick half-back line will stay, right? Which means Warford will have extra players around the middle and they'll look to shoot from distance. Um, or else carry and run. And if they do that effectively, they might get a run on Limerick. Um, but this Limerick team have proven against Tipperary that they, they're not worried about anything. Right? They can go 10 points down against a strong team like Tipperary and then just come out and absolutely blitz them. So I, 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 I'm I going up in hope. I think Montgomery and Kylie coming off the bench and probably Shane McNulty, if he gets dropped for Conor Gleeson, will be a good bench to have to come on with a few other players there as well. Um, 
Limerick, Bench of the Savage Bench. We don't even need to talk about that. They'll have, they'll have plenty of players. I, I'd be going up in hope, but like Daisy has to score 1 4, Austin has to score 1 4, Stephen has to score 1 4. And from play, Jamie'd have to chip in with about five points from play. And then Callum Lyons, Shane Bennett, and Kieran Bennett. You could pick that halfback line as a full forward line and no one would blink an eyelid. You know what I mean? That's, they're, they're an attacking halfback line. They'll have to really just get on top. It's it's. I think it'll be a shootout. Um, it's whether Waterford can get enough ball in hand. I think they're a lot That's stronger than last year. They've a lot yeah. more confidence. Um, there's no need to go through the Limerick team. It's so set. I, I think I think like you, you look, I, I think there is a little bit of a hangover, but I I I'd give the I give that you know the benefit of the doubt really to the teams who are actually coming back up to Limerick's level as well because Limerick are chugging away along at their level. They showed that against Tipperary the prowess that they have, but I think Waterford are definitely at another level this year to our last year. Um, they've a completely new half back line to they had last year. Well, with the exception of lines, I mean six and seven has totally changed from last year. Um. Jack Prendergast, I, he was making everything tick against Tipperary. The runs he was making, the link-up play, he was a bit of like Luke Mead, you you referred to earlier. He was a bit like you know playing that kind of role. Um, as you said, Austin Gleeson has got he's got confidence now as well. Like and sure, a player like that when he's confidence, he's doing all sorts of stuff. Um, I think yeah, if you can keep it away from their half back line, you definitely will get you'll get change out of it. Um, Desi Hutchison. Will have have the run on that on that full back line as well. I I know Sean Finn is going well, but like like I've said this already here before. Pace is going to beat Limerick, like and Warford have that in abundance. Like they they have a real chance now of turning uh, Limerick over on Saturday night. I think it's a massive chance. I the only thing is just stopping me going for Waterford would be that the the amount of weeks they've had in a row now. Like the amount of energy they have to build up every week, come back down again, recover. I just don't know if they have it. Um yeah. but I definitely think they will they will cause all sorts of problems for Limerick because I just don't think I don't think Limerick are as far ahead as the pack as we think they are. I, I, I yeah. think if I if I reflect on last year I tipped with my heart and not my head in the other final and tipped I actually tipped Waterford. And if we, if we take it this back and look in the cold light of day a little bit, right? Like Cork and who'd have come up, or sorry, Waterford, who'd have come up against Galway, we've seen this year have been very poor, right? Let's be honest about it. They haven't been the, the team we thought they were going to be. They've been very average, beaten by Dublin and then beaten by Waterford, albeit came close in the end, but were pretty much pathetic throughout. Tipperary, then again, you look at it as well. I would say it's a very, very weak and temporary team. They've dropped massively to where they were in 2019 when they won to Ireland. That Waterford have probably looked very good against those teams. And you can say about Limerick and they're chugging along and they're at their level, but I think they have those gears and that's the worry. They have the gears to ramp up when required. And I don't think they'd be worried about Waterford. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but they'd be very much focused on, on themselves and their own game. Yes, like someone like Desi Hutchison and Austin, they'll, be, you know, they'll have a couple of things for them, but I, I think this is a six-point-plus win for Limerick. I, I really do. I, I think Waterford will bring all that energy and they'll learn from the other in the final, but I still don't think they have enough to go for yeah. the 70 minutes against them. And, and what they're going to have to score. Like, you know, Limerick score 229 to be temporary. You look at what... Waterford score four twenty eight, but I can't see them getting that change out of that Limerick defence. Yeah, a, it's a massive ask. It, uh, it's yeah, I think well, just as you mentioned scoring, one of the massive things that has improved at Waterford this year is the score in return, like yeah. four twenty eight, two twenty nine in the last two games. They got two twenty nine against Leash or something like that as well, and three twenty nine even. So. They do, and, and they weren't scoring those scores against no. similar teams last year. No. They do have an extra bit. Um, I'll be tipping with my heart this week because I've been tipped Waterford the last three weeks in a row and we've won three weeks in a row, so I'm definitely sticking with that, right? From a head perspective, I agree with you. Um, they kind of have, you kind of worry about the unstructured game of Waterford against a very structured backline in, in, in Limerick. Can they find those pockets of spaces or are they going to be bullied out of it like they were in the other Ireland last year? Um I hope the four weeks in a row it doesn't play a part because it kind of feels a little bit unfair, right? Four weeks in a row is a lot. I don't think anyone had to do that even in the round robin, right? Um, but it is Claire, what it is. Did the Clare do it? I don't know. Did anyone have to do four weeks in a row? Maybe, maybe Clare yeah. had to do it, yeah. But 
John Milan was into. He he was saying that these players are in such good condition. They just relax during the week. They'll keep their eye in. They'll talk. They look at video analysis and they'll be good to go. I kind of felt like in the last that horrible period between fifty-eight minutes and sixty-eight minutes for Watford, they went to sleep for the last two weeks. It did look like they were a little bit leggy. Like Austin was, was through a kind of a weak shoulder in there at the end, and I thought, oh Jesus, we're gone. But then Neil Montgomery came on and Michael Kiley, like the yeah, two of them massive. scored yeah, one massive. four between the yeah, two. Massive. And Michael Kiley is a brilliant player. I seen him last year in, or two years ago in club. He was AME 18. He's a strike on Gavin on his own. They've got Daryl Lyons coming in from midfield. He's a ball of energy when he comes in. I felt like they should have brought him in a little bit earlier last week. Um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a really unusual game. I think Limerick will start slowly because they will be cocksure themselves after what they did against Tipperary. They had a ter- like watching the Cork Limerick game was terrible. It was the worst game of the year so far. Like one of them anyway. Um, maybe Kilkenny Dublin was up there with it, right? But it was it was a poor game. I don't think they've been involved in a kind of a helter skelter. Like once they got on the road against Tipperary, it was it was plain sailing. They had nothing to kind of think about afterwards. So I think Walter will start very well. I think we might even get to half time in the lead. Uh, and then it's a case of Will Limerick, or have Limerick got the gears that they showed against Tipperary? Will they use them against Waterford? I think they probably have. So they're one of these ones where the head says Limerick. And I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Liam. We went totally with the heart last year in the fairy tale All-Ireland. Yeah. Um, everyone is saying Limerick-Cork is what's going to win it. I, I'm tipping Kilkenny anyway on that one. And I think I'm going to tip Waterford on this one um, with the heart to win by... Point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look. I still think it's going to be a brilliant match, and I'm really, really looking forward to it to see what Warford bring. But you know, it's, it's just a worry that you go right. Warford needs to go in half time with a good lead, but like that's not what does that even mean anymore? Like you know, like what yeah. like unless you're 15 points up, <laughs> like 10 points isn't a good lead anymore in hurling. Like it's it's crazy what what we've seen, and yeah, I think I I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's see- cast now though when you're tipping teams like if you say three or four points that's nearly like a one point win now. Yeah, that's, yeah you know? totally. Whereas, whereas like you know if a team loses by six or seven points uh, you know that's by a couple of points you yeah. know that's about it. Four points was, a, like, big, was a big margin before. Yeah. 11 points was the, was the deficit last year because it was 30 points to 19 wasn't it? Like I don't think Glimmering got a goal yeah. against you last year. Yeah. Like, so. you know, Played in the winter to be fair. It was 25-21 yeah. in the Munster final it was four points in the Munster final. Um, played in winter as is Liam. Yeah, it's yeah. like, and we we kind of said coming in it was interesting. If you go back and listen to the podcast just before the championship, we were saying what's going to actually happen with the scoring because it had been such an absolute score fest all these games. We're like, will it change? And it hasn't. We've seen oh. these ridiculous scores, um, and and it's kept going. And it's been hugely entertaining to watch. Um, but y- you would expect it to maybe tighten a little bit or these two games at the weekend. I still think it's between 25 and 30 points it's going to win, but I don't think it's a 4.30 or 4.32 kind of a match, even for the Limerick Wavre. I think it's, I go- think, I think I it's think going to tighten up. I think Wavre will get goals, though. I think they'll get goals. I don't know. They have to. I think we will, I th- I think we will get goals as well. I think mm. they've, they've got a template set up to go for goals. Um, they should have had two or three more against Tipperary, let's be honest about it. If Stephen had stuck that one in the net... Seamus Callan never would have got his two goals and it would have been a, a whitewash against Tipperary. They wouldn't be talking about that. Oh, poor John McGrath. Watford were seven to ten points better oh, than Tipperary. Oh, I, I agree a hundred percent on that. I, I think Watford are a far superior team. They left him in it. And you leave Tipperary yeah. in it, to be fair to Tipperary, like they, they, they did keep going. And as Liam Sheedy said they did die with their boots on, but they still lost. And in the yeah. end, they did lose by whatever it was, eight points in the end or whatever it was that, that margin was at the end. I thought Warford out heard them all over the field. They just didn't put him away. They kind of left him in the bloody game when they had the chances to get rid of him. Tipperary yeah. did have did have goal chances and you see in Liam Sheedy's interview after he says, oh no, we pride ourselves in our execution and we just didn't have it today, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But they're just, they're not the force they were. The players like we talked about are not the players they were. The Park Mar, even Shami Cannell is like a shadow of himself. Like if you think back even to a couple of years ago, Shami Cannell was putting fear into every single full back line like he was unbelievable he's uh, off the shoulder goals points everything he just he's a, f- he's a shadow of, of himself he's, uh, he's, he's gone past it for sure he's gone Brendan's probably gone and Park, Park too gone. and yeah. I thought I thought like he you know Sheedy backed in these lads and I thought it was they tried something tried to be heroes like you saw Park Mark come up with a ball there the game uh-huh. in the balance 
he goes for a point ball goes aimlessly wide yeah. but like it was like he was going for the hero shot and I, I yeah. felt some of their guys who you know they were trying to like I'm not gone kind of thing like you know I can still be the, the man for it's like you just need to play the ball in me and I think they kind of a lot of those lads let themselves down trying to do on the last hurrah and I think it's the end of a lot of those lads and interestingly I reckon it's the end of Sheedy as well I'd say he'll go I hope he doesn't go, but anyway, that's to keep Liam Cal in, in Marsford. <laughs> if if she goes, Liam Cal is offered a job, there's no way Liam Cal will turn that job down. He's gone. Hundred percent, I know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I agree for your for your sake because I hope she says and for, Joe for everyone else's sake. I hope he says too because he he'll some of the boys will go naturally, but he'll find it hard to bring some of those lads through. I don't know is he a guy to going to bring through a young team. I don't think that's he, he's interested in that. Cheating. Yeah, I don't think he's interested in that. He's interested in himself. <laughs> you saw his behaviour on the line. And Joe, you know, I'm not a fan of Colin Parkinson, but I saw a clip of him. It just came up on my Twitter and I watched it, him talking about Sheedy and he was just thought it was disgraceful the way he went on, the way he was carrying on the line. Like it, it's got a bit of a joke now. He said to Shine Twiggy, he's actually worse than Davy Fitz now, the way he, he goes is. on the line. He is, yeah. He's worse than Davy Fitz. Yeah. And Davy Fitz, he's true to form. Liam Sheedy, he's just grown and grown to this, like, look at me business. It's It's pathetic. Liam Cal be firing off hand gestures as well at the line. But I feel that like, same though. He's like he's, that though, I feel. Yeah, but he's like in the game. Like, oh, yeah. you know, it seems like Sheedy is just doing it for the cameras. But like, yeah. Liam Cal, it seems he's like in the game. Yeah, he's doing it onto the field. He's yeah. doing He's given the, he's given the yeah. referee yards every time, Liam Cal. It's out, like he's given him, he's effing him over. But Sheedy yeah. is just, yeah, it's all about Liam Sheedy. And yeah, and yeah I'm delighted they're gone. I'm delighted he could be gone too. It's great. Great, great news. I was, I was just was hoping for the weekend that Warford will win and then the day when they're gone. It's great. Jeez, that eight year old is really seared into your head, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how, how good would it be if it's either, either or a Watford Cork or a Watford Kenny on Ireland final? All Ireland lads would be. That's because you fancy yourselves, you're, you're a winner there, be, Giggles. That's what you think. It'll be, it'll be Limerick Cork, Liam. <laughs> or John. You listen yeah. to Ali running around you. I hope it is. Yeah, well, look, looking forward to that. That is on five o'clock Saturday. You're going up, Giggles. You've got three tickets. Where did you get the tickets? Tell us. Hard to come by. Tickets? No, they're 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 allocated through the clubs for the semi-finals. So oh, it was all oh, through cool. Emma Barry, the secretary, this more club. She gave me the link and went on. You can buy it in pods of two, three, four, five, but you had to pre-order. You had to pick it, and they had to be in by yesterday evening. And then the links came out directly from Crow Park. Right. Your membership. You had to log in. What? Have you paid your membership? I've had the membership 60, 60 euro over here in this market. Isn't 350 euro like it is in, with Gary Owen? Has the, trans- <laughs> the transfer gone through? Beside the transfer, transfer, I've got official? I've got a screenshot of the transfer. The transfer is official. Giggles is oh, officially left true. Australian shores and now is back under the GA yeah. in Ireland. So, yeah. There's more playing a challenge match. I'm going to train with them tonight. They're playing a challenge match tomorrow, which I won't make because I'm in Cork working late. Um, against Ballyhale Shamrock so it's oh. probably as well I won't make <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be a good first game back against the Marwa <laughs> are they treating you alright down in Blackpool there oh Blackpool is fine yeah all the Marys the Marys are good people at heart like do you know what I mean <laughs> the Glen Rovers club down there you might you might get a few training sessions up there yeah you should that'd be great Eagles because I'm training down there um, Tomas no. Mullen Hoggy oh god yeah you can imagine um, yeah be, like Fascinating though that hopefully this weekend the fixtures goes off without any incidents with regards to COVID. But we've seen the under twenty All Ireland final got completely blitzed with a positive case in Cork and all players and management deemed close contacts in the game. Thankfully, is being rescheduled, but that wasn't apparent straight away. Like you know, it's a crazy world that one case knocks out a whole team. But thank God that that game is going to be redone and it'll probably be on in a few weeks' time. Like. And you've heard the conspiracy theory behind it, Liam. You have, I assume. No, okay. well, Barrett, I Barrett and Connolly. Oh, so, if, so it's yeah. going to be rescheduled for after the senior final, right? So Cork would be out of the senior championship after the final, whether they win it or not. And that would leave um, Shane Barrett and Connolly eligible to play in the final for Cork, who are both under-20 players, but have both played senior championship. How, are they allowed so, play? how, how, how does it allow them to play if they've... How does that once work? the senior team, once the senior team it's is knocked gone. out of the championship, they're allowed to play. Is the rule? So um, that that's the it seems to be a Frank Murphy's stunt. <laughs> if it is, would surprise me. <laughs> those Cork fuckers. He, he's got a virus from Wuhan and he's injected one of the the the, the, the extended panel. 
Wow. <laughs> they're massive additions into, aren't they, for another 20 final? Yeah. Oh, love it, Jesus. They're, they're massive additions for the senior team. Never mind. I think it's a bit of a bullshit rule, to be honest. Like, if, if you can either play or you can't play. I exactly. thought if it, if it's very black and white, if you're on the senior panel, you can't play under 20. Regardless, then that's fine. But having kind of wishy-washy rules around yeah. just is a bit of a joke, to no, be honest. Giggles um, doesn't like the grey. What? You don't like in the grey. You're very, very black, black and white. You're very black and white, Giggles. Black or white, black or white, exactly. But um, uh, it, it, it that'd be that'd be interesting anyway to see what what happens there. Um, the twenty final will be put back after the All Ireland Senior Final, I've no doubt. Um, so the boys will be able to play, which is good for them. Um, they're under twenty players. They won All Ireland under twenty six weeks ago. They might win another one. Yeah, yeah. Four weeks true. time. Um. But they're big players for Cork to come on, even on the, on, on the senior team. They got one, two between them against Dublin the last day, didn't they? Yeah, and uh, yeah. the yeah, they're a huge addition to that team. Sure, geez, if they're if they're so close to the Cork senior team, they're they're oh, going to yeah, be a massive, massive addition to the team. And uh, the miners in the Munster final is it tonight? I think they're playing Limerick tonight in the Munster final. Waterford. Or Waterford, sorry, is it? Is Waterford, that tonight? Yeah. It's on TG Carr, I think. Is it? I think it's on yeah, TG Carr. Yeah. yeah. Well, Giggles, look, very best to look for the weekend, though. Jealous of you, obviously, getting to go up to Crow Park in Ireland semi-final, like, with 20,000, it's going to be, it's going to be brilliant. Um, so Have you got your Giddy AGA accreditation? You should be using that up yeah, there. We, we did try, know, we try, we tried we, that, didn't come we through. <laughs> did you? We didn't push hard enough. I pushed them one channel, we won't name it. Uh, we, we'll, we'll know which other channel to go to the next time. But, um, yeah, make sure the footage, Giggles, is coming through to Shawnee. Oh, actually, hold on. Me and Shawnee yeah. are staying away from the result. On Saturday, because we're going to go for a cycle Sunday morning, because on a probably two in the morning here, so we are Shani. You're oh, si- yeah. We're going to stay away from the result. Well, you, you could just get up at half five and watch it, Shani. What, what time? <laughs> go for a cycle at half seven. Actually, yeah. Yeah, but then he'll know the result and he'll say it to me. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. You get up at half five. That happens every time. Get your calendars together, lad. We'll sort out that. We'll sort out that. But uh, looking forward to it. Um, brilliant weekend of hurling ahead. Um, and fingers, yeah, we'll be back previewing our final. Well, we'll do it. Do you know We'll do a, a dissection of the semis, and then we can uh, build up for a preview. We we'll work on a on a special guest for the final, depending on on the pairings. How does that sound? Yeah. Yeah. Nice yeah. Nice yeah. All right. And okay. We, we, and we had two former Victorian hurlers in Crow Park last weekend as well. Michael Nugent Hill, do this proud. Stephen Coyne won a an Ireland with uh, or Nicky Rackard with uh, Mayo, Mayo, and poor old Michael missed out in the middle. Um, against Fermanagh yeah boy he has his medal from Gary Owen Victoria which is just as good if not bigger <laughs> alright we'll leave it there so we'll run out of time here again touch on Acadia GA thanks to O'Neill, at O'Neill Sports where are you and we'll that was a good half an hour wasn't it yeah it was very good <laughs> Giggles back to work there now good night God bless.